Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Mel. I'm Helen. I'm Janet. And Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) Babies, babies, babies. In the last episode of season one, episode 12, Labor of Love, we focused on the topic of babies. We fantasized about what it would be like to have children, from pregnancy to labor to the process of raising them. But because none of us are actual mothers, this discussion was completely hypothetical. Today, we are so thrilled to have a special guest with us to share her experience of recently birthing a new little human. You might know her from her YouTube channel where she vlogs and sings to over 300,000 subscribers, which she manages in addition to being an x-ray tech. And now, also a new mama. Welcome our friend, Kathy Nguyen. Yay, thanks guys. Hi Kathy. Welcome, welcome. So honored to be here. Thanks so much for being with us. You are now our fourth guest. Oh, I love it. On Asian Boss Girl. And you are truly an Asian boss girl. Oh, really? Thank you. Yes, you are. (laughs) To what Janet just introed, you have over 300,000 subscribers on YouTube, over 100,000 on Instagram. Yet you have this regular nine to five plus job yeah i don't know how that happens (laughs) like i've always been curious and i think a lot of our listeners also are you know modern day working women who Mm -hmm. are trying to find this other pathway of like a, a passion project or whatever it is right something that you have been able to find balance with and i think it'd be good for our listeners to just like hear what did you start off with after college right away and how did you get into x-ray tech? Well, after college, I had applied to be in this x-ray program, which around that time, it took three years to get into the program. Oh, wow. So there was three three-year waiting list. Oh, wow. And it was during that three years was when the whole YouTube thing had happened. Mm. And so I remember watching Happy Flip and David Choi. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. I want to do that too. And so I did. And one thing led to another and then somehow was in the right place at the right time and just met the right people and then here I am (laughs) and you did was it during that time that you did like strangers again is one of Wong Fu's most watched videos and all thanks to you clearly no (laughs) not Philip no No. (laughs) all Philip but was that during that time the three that was what 2009 yeah I started on YouTube 11 oh sorry 11 whoops (laughs) 2011 my first video was 2007 okay oh and then so I started off singing Mm-hmm. on YouTube and then eventually as I kind of grew up I guess um started vlogging about my life and then about travels with my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and then husband and then now we're married and now we have a baby and so that was your boyfriend back then so you guys have been dating for a while yeah, yeah. and were you pr- like prepping for the tech program at the same time or how did that come into play with all of that um so the whole YouTube so I had taken a little hiatus in the middle of that so in the first half was 
the singing part and then like mm-hmm. you know the acting with the wang fu and then i took a break after once i started the program mm-hmm. i took a break so that was like two three years and then it was when around the time we were about to get married i was like i want to start vlogging like we're traveling a lot i want to do little travel vlogs and videos and kind of start getting easing back in again mm-hmm. and so that's what i started doing so i was like hey welcome back it's me so i posted traveling videos and little vlogs so i guess i kind of grew up from the singing phase to now the married and being a mom how many years were you in x-ray tech before you decided to come back to this youtube community i was ooh, maybe like about two years in three four four years in a few years in were you like itching to get back you're like oh i I was i I missed it i missed the scene i missed the people i miss meeting new friends and traveling and all that stuff it it all came with it and it was fun when it had happened back then Mm -hmm. so i was like I want to do this again. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And I think people probably like really missed you too that Mm -hmm, used to follow you. And like, did you lose subscribers during that time? Or was Uh, it just... I honestly, I don't know. I never really looked at the numbers. Mm -hmm. I I just did what I wanted to do because I enjoyed it. I didn't care about the number. I didn't have like a long-term goal of being full-time music person, you know, whatever. So I just did it because I enjoyed it, honestly. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also really rare to hear because I feel like a lot of people that we know who are like YouTubers or who are musicians want to make it full time. Yeah, yeah. But you were like, I was not on that. End. You were like just good. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, got it was, it was just like a hobby. <laughs> it worked out. Like yeah, it's uh, just, just a side out. hobby with oh, a thousand followers. All right, Lord. It's yeah. also a great lesson for our listeners that you can pursue a passion project and take a break and come back to it. It's not like yeah. a you don't have to fully come. You know, you can you can balance it in that way. True. Yeah. yeah. I it was nice because I I made my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't commit to like oh I got to post every two right. two uh, twice a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when I was able to, I'll I'll post something. If not, then whatever. You know. And coming from like an Asian background, did your parents? <laughs> ever say like when you first started off you had kind of an excuse to be like I can't work for three years and Mm -hmm. so this is what I'm gonna do but were they kind of like pushing you into a certain direction that was was not YouTube or were they really supportive they were actually really excited to see like how much exposure I was getting Mm -hmm. around that time when I was getting you know all the little views and you know people recognizing me and stuff so that was cool they were supportive in that way but you know in the back of my back of their mind they were also like you know this is just a hobby too right. yeah <laughs> uh, you got school coming up yeah. so you know so knowing that in the back of my mind you know how they felt I didn't pursue music full-time mm. just knowing that in the back of my head mm-hmm. you know I didn't give my all and then now that you're kind of back into it are they like still because you're still working your, your normal job I am now. so I yeah. am working as an x-ray tech now I think now that I am actually working yeah. like I don't I don't think that matters anymore if it were if mm. it works out it works out mm. you know but I myself am not reaching for that anymore and the x-ray tech it's like a full-time 40-hour it can be i i don't work full-time so that helps yeah (laughs) Yeah, it it does help i think i've always just been like how is she able to like do both because like even for us in this podcast we're like holy crap this takes a lot of work (laughs) oh my god like here you are editing your vlogs and like actually vlogging and like creating content and i think you're just like a super talented person so you're able to like just sing as if it's like (laughs) for us if we were to sing we'd edit it for like 10 hours oh yeah (laughs) or more i mean that probably explains why i don't post that often it's like once every few months i'll post something that's Mm -hmm. because i'm really busy so yeah yeah i'm editing while i'm working or with a baby but it takes months yeah. <laughs> until a new video comes out. So I didn't know that you were like studying to be X-ray tech as you were doing YouTube. Because when I first like found out about Kathy, like it was because like the YouTube channels I'd watch. I was like, oh, Kathy, who's this? And then I watched her videos. I mean, I loved your voice. So I didn't know at that time you were actually studying to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the first time for our listeners to know that about you as well. Because I do, I do think when like you see these YouTubers, you assume like they're pursuing this full time. This is their yeah. passion. It's just yeah. like, well, actually, no, you're like just doing this for fun. You had like Helen said, you just had me really good at it. Yeah. Oh gosh. And it's all self-taught. Right? Right? Or did someone like guide you to? Yeah, self-taught. Um, Dang. I know. I wish but I had a voice. Boss lady. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> Thank you, though. And now you have a baby, so you've added another thing to your schedule. Like, yeah. how has that been? So everything else is in the back burner now. <laughs> <laughs> Shifting the priorities. priorities. Right? Yeah, yeah, so priorities sure. definitely have shifted even more. So, so baby has taken over my days. Baby Isla. <laughs> I know. That's a pretty name. Yeah. Thank you. How did you come up with that name? It's a very unique Isla. name. So Isla, spelled I-S-L-A. It was named after a place in Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. It Kevin's was... always been very ratchet. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's one of those steak and egg spots out in Vegas, and Mikey and I had a lot of memories out there. So I was like, oh, if we Aww. had a kid, if it was a boy, Ellis, and yeah. then girl Isla, named after Aww. Ellis Island. Whoa. It's pretty. That's such a sweet story. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Weird, right? (laughs) No, it's actually super. That's like very meaningful. It's not just like, I like the sound of the name. True. And that too. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Isla. Was he on board? Like right away? He's like, uh, girl, I want to name it like Stephanie or something. No, no, he was. He was. That was like the go-to spot every, you know, whatever. Did you guys go to Vegas a lot? Yeah, it was one of those. Uh, Escapes. Escapes. Easy escapes. Yeah. While in, you know, while we were dating. Yeah. I was telling Kathy because um, before we got into recording, I was like, as I asked her how she named her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, Isla's a really, it's not a common name. And I don't know any Asian American woman named Isla. Is there anyone named Isla? She's um, unique. Well, before I named her, I was looking up hashtags on Instagram <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> to see if there's any hashtags. There are hashtags and handles that are Isla. So there, there, there are, are Isla's there. out there. I, I just like don't it. know anybody personally. So right. it's like, cool. Isla's because it sounds like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's going to get a lot of boys saying that to her. Yeah. No. <laughs> no boys. Not until college. Is Mikey already really like the protective dad? Because you know, like a like a daddy's girl. Not yet. I have a feeling he will be though. Yeah, for I hear, sure. I hear it from my sister. Like I hear it's harder for the men in like when for newborns because mm-hmm. they're so attached to like the mom and so like yeah. reliant on the mom yeah. and like they can't really react to the dad and they're just kind of like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, I just yeah, have yeah. to like support and I don't feel like I'm really giving anything that's like truly helpful. So yeah, in time though. So let's take it all the way back to we want to hear everything about your pregnancy, labor, being a mom now. So did you guys plan the pregnancy or? Did you have, like, were you aiming for a certain period of time to just post-marriage or kind of how did all of this come about? Yeah, so we we did plan. We knew that we wanted to have a baby after we did some traveling, Yeah, which we did. So we got married in 2015 and we got to travel for about, like, two-ish years or so. That sounds amazing. And then, yeah, so we got to do some traveling and then it was the end of last year where we're like all right 2018 is a year we're gonna start trying yeah and so january we took one last cruise trip and then that was that we found out we were pregnant in february so the cruise trip wow. was that last <laughs> cruise trip, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> it didn't happen on the cruise though it didn't people think it happened on the cruise but it did not were you were you kind of shocked that it happened so quickly or yeah you, totally yeah i was like okay that was quick i mean some people don't it, yeah. it, that yeah. doesn't happen all the time mm-hmm. so we were really lucky to have been pregnant immediately and you had a whole like release video of you finding out about your pregnancy yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the sweetest video oh my gosh i think i cried yeah i think i did too <laughs> just like his reaction yeah, yeah. mikey's reaction your husband is just like oh that's such a sweet moment that you yeah. captured we're both very emotional people so we cry a lot <laughs> How did you find out about your pregnancy? So I was about two weeks late. I'm usually, you know, irregular anyway, so I was kind of waiting it out. Mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, how much longer do I wait? And it was like that week he was out of town for a work interview or something like that. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to check on my own. I was like, oh, God, it's scary. So I did. I bought a test. And then I was by myself checked it and i was like no like, okay i'm gonna check another one yeah, yeah. Like, oh crap oh, yeah, oh, you know? like how do you how do you react when you're by yourself do you yeah. cry do you scream do you laugh yeah. you know like i was like i kind of want to just vlog this moment too yeah. so i did Aww. and i mean my reaction on the video was not as you know intense as people have done it but yeah i i found out on my own and then i waited a week after to tell mikey because i wanted to like i was like how am i gonna tell him i wanted to do it in a special Aww. way also yeah. too you know right. so took a week to tell him he's like you, tell- you you took a week you yeah. knew for a week and you didn't tell me <laughs> did you tell anyone else during that time actually i did i actually told my boss before i told my husband oh my god <laughs> yes because i am an x-ray right <laughs> i am i work as an x-ray tech so x-rays i wanted oh, to make yes. sure oh. you know i take the proper you know okay. steps to protect yourself yeah protecting yeah. myself yeah. so i told my boss and so i had to you know get an extra badge and all that stuff yeah. so I, that i had to tell her first I was hilarious like, this is weird yeah <laughs> so i did have to tell her first So, Kathy, when you were younger, did you have a certain age that you envisioned having kids by, or it was just like it didn't matter for you? I think we all yeah. had some sort of timeline, unrealistic like timeline. 26, <laughs> yeah. right? I, mine was 
married at 25, kids at 27. And do you mind sharing your age with our audience? Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I just turned 31. Baby. I'm 31 too. Well, you're 31, you're married, and you have a baby, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't too far off the mark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) What about you guys? Probably about the same. So I'm like way more delayed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think times have changed a lot. Yeah. The age has moved a little further towards the 30s. And then people don't really care anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Sort of. I think when I was younger, I was similar to you, like the 25, 27. And then as I get older and I'm like, hey, that's not happening. It's like getting pushed out a decade pretty much. (laughs) It's okay. But yeah, I think that is kind of more popular thing that's happening nowadays. So I'm still aiming for my 30s to have kids and get (laughs) married and find someone. You all, have, all the stuff. Wow. All lots, the stuff. lots of ambition for all in the next <laughs> two years. I'm like goal, goal oriented, you know? So I'm like, trying to make that. <laughs> Baby oriented. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had a question. We talked about it in episode in season one. Like, I tend to fantasize about, ooh, what kind of sex of the baby do I prefer to have? Did you want a girl or a boy first? I was. 49.51 girl like percentage oh. wise i was like i don't mind but a little bit more of a yeah. girl yeah yeah not for any particular reason but it's just like just want, just want a girl yeah and did you have like cravings because I, I hear like you get more like sweets cravings when you are pregnant with a girl i did not have any cravings actually Whoa. i had no appetite oh <laughs> yeah it was oh, i've heard of that yeah i was like too. did not want to eat and i love food i love to eat and i was like nah that doesn't sound good Just that like doesn't nauseous. sound good you feel nauseous i didn't get nauseous uh, if i did it was very mild yeah. nothing mm-hmm. too crazy so i was lucky in that end but no cravings no morning sickness really Dang. Kathy, if you could share with us pretty much the pregnancy experience. So from day one when you found out you were pregnant all the way through to, you know, right before you're heading to the Mm -hmm. hospital. Yeah. So disclaimer for you guys listening, my pregnancy journey was unique. I mean, as everyone's is. I guess I can't say it's the most typical sounding pregnancy. So, I mean, I I think it's a good way to kind of share this story so that you don't expect the good all the time coming out of you know pregnancy stories because ours was a bit of a roller coaster ride and i think that's really cool that you're open to sharing that story because we do need to normalize these conversations a little bit more right yeah totally a lot of us consume media that just says oh yeah just popped out of the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. perfect out of my vagina exactly (laughs) you you just hear the part you hear the part where you're pregnant and then you give the birth exactly the the in between there's a lot that goes on and for us there was a lot that kind of went on more so in the beginning ish Mm -hmm. Mm this will be my first time kind of explaining the story so this will be exclusive content (laughs) (laughs) nervous nervous don't be nervous so in the beginning it was exciting the first what 12 weeks was exciting that was when we found out and then you know trying to figure out how to tell your family friends announcing it finding out the gender all that was great and then it was around maybe like the 20 week mark Mm -hmm. where they start doing some testing 20 weeks they do something they call an anatomy scan Mm -hmm. where they they start measuring the baby and we had been told that the baby was measuring small Mm -hmm. so i was like okay small whatever and then after that I mean, this is all in one one appointment. So baby was measuring small. I had something they called a placenta previa, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is where the placenta is covering your uterus. That okay. is more of a problem towards the end where, you, like, if you were to give birth, you might have to give uh, get a C-section. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had that, and then I also had cysts in my placenta. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the heck? Yeah. So all in one appointment, I had found all that out. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, what am I doing wrong? Right. You know, mm-hmm. am I not eating enough? Is that why baby's small? That was rough for us. So it was maybe about a month period where there was a bunch of testing going on. And like, of course, you know, being first time mom, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. People right. don't tell you these things, yeah. you know. So I'm, I'm researching things online. I'm like, is this okay? What's normal? And in my case, like the cysts were very unique. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything online about oh, wow. it. Okay. And what was interesting also was that the doctors were like, we don't know what these are. And I'm oh like, my oh my gosh, God, that's come not what on, you want you your know? doctor so like, to hear from <laughs> Yeah. So that took a toll on me. And also with what I mentioned, the placenta previa, like I'm not allowed to do strenuous work. So mm-hmm. I started my disability early. So I took okay. work off. I started disability in July. So pretty early. Mm-hmm. So I was home, not doing work. Like I can't lift and stuff like that. Right. The following months, um, I had lots of doctor's visits for, you know, follow-up and checkup and mm-hmm. measuring and stuff like that. So everything was still there. Like the cysts were still there. Baby was still measuring small. Mm-hmm. Like I had said, I had no appetite, no anything. So towards the third trimester, okay. they do the 
diabetes test, mm-hmm. your blood sugar test. Mm-hmm. And then I got gestational diabetes. So on top oh. of all that, I'm with diabetes. And then they're like, all right, you need to be on this strict diet. And I'm like, I don't already want to eat anything. And now you're mm-hmm. putting me on this diet where mm-hmm. I can't eat anything. So I was like, oh my gosh, that was like the cherry on top of it was all. You know, parts of the cause of the other three things before no. that they did? And, so and with the diabetes thing, that usually happens or it runs in the family like if your mom had it then you're most likely to have it but my mom didn't have it Mm -hmm. I'm like why do I have it like a lot of things where I'm like why me why me yeah so I was going through some rough times in the middle there but you can just imagine how emotional I had felt of course you know you're like isolated by yourself at home yeah and I feel like when you're in that situation like no one's there and you're like just running running thoughts to your mind like I never heard about this like side of pregnancy before yeah Yeah. so it it was a lot but that was the pregnancy experience from the beginning till the pre-birthing yeah and then the doctor didn't have any like solutions for you it was just monitoring the placenta of the baby at 38 weeks i had an appointment and the specialist was like all right so at this point i think your baby's going to be better nourished outside of the womb Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i had to get an induction Uh my estimated due date was october 17th and i came into the hospital october 7th to get my induction and what is an induction induction is when they just kind of force the baby out like Like, unnaturally they like put you into labor yeah pretty much like through medications was it trying to dilate c-section no no thankfully not for me in my scenario if it had gone any longer i felt Mm -hmm. like it was gonna go into Mm c-section but after what i was in the hospital for about 34 hours labor active labor about 21 hours holy oh my god freaking crap oh lord yeah. wait so how did what were the methods they tried to do to so induce? okay so october 7 8 o'clock in the morning i came into the hospital so with me i was i was always hoping you know when you're pregnant oh, water breaking whatever yeah. you know yeah. i didn't have that experience yeah. i had the okay i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna shower get ready to give Go birth to yeah. today you know <laughs> oh, so i'm like oh. i kind of wanted that like right. oh my water broke yeah moment. Like, oh, i just <laughs> broke all over the carpet yeah. Yeah. i didn't have that moment but mm. i I was able to prepare in such a way where I was ready you mm-hmm. know we came in that was Sunday morning came in and obviously my body wasn't ready to give birth mm-hmm. so they have to you know give you medicine and all that stuff so the first part of it was putting like this pill on your cervix to mm-hmm. try to mm-hmm. get your cervix to dilate okay and that was like 12 hours of just I mean that didn't hurt yeah. but it was just a long process and yeah. it was just a waiting process that did not progress yeah. within the 12 hours what does it do it does it just like a contract the muscles or something to um, like open or I rise? guess so yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel anything they would just insert a pill like yeah. right mm-hmm. on the cervix every yeah. however many hours okay wow and after like the 6th hour or whatever 10th hour it's like oh you're still barely 1 centimeter dilated oh my gosh, and I'm yeah. like mm-hmm. and I, you have to get to 10 to right. give birth mm-hmm. so I'm like alright 12 hours is gone so this is now what 9 o'clock at night on that Sunday and they end up putting a balloon catheter in now at this point point. Mm-hmm. and that pretty much is trying to also you know open, open up the them. cervix yeah. so when they put the balloon in they also started the pitocin which is a contractions medicine okay. that's mm-hmm. when you start feeling the pain yeah oh gosh so I was really nervous I didn't know about this whole balloon thing yeah. pitocin you don't know how contractions feel I yeah yeah I don't know so I hear it feels like a really bad cramp yeah like a period and cramp. that's that's when it started so nine o'clock p.m when they put the balloon in so the balloon is supposed to if all goes well if i get dilated the balloon's supposed to slip out at six centimeters okay Mm. so throughout the whole night i was like the nurse would come in and try to tug on the balloon and it wouldn't come out so i'm Mm. like i'm still stuck at one centimeter you know like i was you know getting discouraged and you know sad i'm like come on i'm tired i'm just i just want to get get this baby out the pitocin medicine started kicking in around like 10 o'clock and for a good five hours i was going through contractions consistent contractions every mm-hmm. few minutes oh and i god. was like yeah mad like Holy menstrual crap. cramping yeah. i was like oh god and then you're fine and then you can talk yeah. normally and then it's like oh gosh Did and you- then it's like 
okay, you can breathe for another minute. And it, that went on for a good five hours. And the thing is, I didn't know that I could take pain medication yeah, the, at the yeah, time. I, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought, well, no the epidural informed. isn't until you get to like six oh, or seven okay. centimeters. Oh, so you point. have to wait till a certain point. Yeah. yeah. And in my mind, I was like, I got to wait till I get to that point to start getting any type of pain medication. Yeah. But little did I know, I could have had some sort of pain medication this whole time. So from nine to... I mean, they did they did say, oh, do you want pain medication? medication but I was like eh. I mean it hurt but I was like to what point do I yeah should when I do you start? make that call yeah when yeah. do I make that call and so it was four in the morning at this point like consistent we were w- awake every like two minutes oh my gosh and thankfully Mikey was really patient I was just like oh you're like, it was, like ah! <laughs> yeah I was just in pain he's like rubbing my back oh. I, I wasn't screaming or anything it was just yeah. like moaning and groaning like ripping his hand off pretty much (laughs) yeah (laughs) i wanted to so four o'clock and then finally i was like the pain meds give it to me Mm. and i was like man i feel so much better now i was able to take like a two-hour nap so six o'clock comes in our doctor comes in and she checks and she pulls out the balloon and i'm like wait i thought the balloon was supposed to slip out you know so she pulls it out yeah. and I'm like screaming I, I think I screamed more there than in actual I, I didn't scream at was all it actually. because it was painful yeah it was painful oh. it was just I mean the balloon was still inflated in in your cervix yeah. so she yeah. like kind of it okay. out and I was like yeah. oh god yeah. you know so I was screaming and she's like oh you're seven six centimeters and I was like oh you okay just so the six yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point I was like okay you know all that I'm, I'm at seven now that's yeah. great so that's when you know the whole process was progressing in that point where I got my epidural mm-hmm. and yes I planned for the epidural for sure like mm-hmm. who wants to go through pain yeah. <laughs> my mom didn't I'm like how the heck do I, you yeah not? props to all those mothers out there who did not seriously and there's actually a point where if you just if you don't want it it's too um, late it's too late right yeah Yeah. and i was like oh was that give it to me why why is that the case because it's like harmful to yeah i think it is i think it is yeah yeah so you have to decide that early or else it's too late and you can't get the epidural i see so i knew i knew from a while back that I was going to get the epidural. <laughs> so I got the epidural. Body felt numb. So at that point, I don't feel anything right. anymore. Were you like exhausted by this point? Because this is like, yeah. what, 20 hours in? Yeah. 30 hours? About yeah. 24 hours already now. That morning, it was seven centimeters. So I was like, cool. This should happen by noontime or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, get some lunch by yeah. <laughs> Every few hours, they'll come in. And I was unfortunately stuck at seven centimeters oh, for another however many hours. And it wasn't until 6.30 p.m., was when oh my gosh I was ready oh or six God. o'clock yeah and, I and was they, ready to did push. they keep giving you the balloon, balloon catheter the balloon was no the balloon was done at that point in that okay. morning so once she took it out I was done so how did it get wider I guess uh with the pitocin oh, the contraction okay, okay. Medi- contractions, medi- okay. yeah I mean, at that point, they had given me so much meds and epidural. I had to get three doses of the epidural because it kept wearing off because it took so long for me to give birth. And so my body was in so much stress, shaking, quivering. I had chills. And finally, six o'clock comes along and then doctor comes in. She's like, put your legs up and push. And I was like, okay. And I thought it was a practice push, but she was like, all right, we're going. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is really happening. And then all these people out of nowhere yeah, Russian, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. I had my sister-in-law in there. Mikey was in there. Like, two nurses. Like, three more people come in. Yeah. And I'm like, what all the right. Heck? I guess yeah. That was, yeah, that the push was not a practice push. It was yeah. the push. Actually, so... Do the contractions already start bringing the baby, like, start getting yeah, the baby ready? Yeah, bringing the baby down. Okay. So it's not like there was an, an, another medicine that, like, forced no. the baby to start coming down. No. The contractions do yeah. it. Okay. So, Wait, I had a question, too. Like, I remember you were telling us during your pregnancy, like, you had, like, the diabetes and mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Has that affected, like, how you gave birth? Where the induction came in, yes. Oh, so mm-hmm. induction, because the baby was small, so mm-hmm. they felt that she was going to grow better outside. The cysts, they were growing inside the placenta, which mm-hmm. was a cause for concern, because they were like, maybe these are what was causing causing the baby to not grow inside mm-hmm. of me. So that diabetes wasn't a big issue because my numbers weren't that over mm-hmm. the range. So I wasn't too worried about that. And the placenta previa actually settled itself before I gave birth. So the placenta had moved away from the cervix at that okay. point. Okay. So yeah. I didn't have to go through the automatic C-section. I'm like on this little roller coaster with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, no, everything going to be okay. Like I'm in it with you right now. It's not over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what happened next? Like the um, pushing part. So yeah, the pushing part. You're like, I feel so exposed to the world. Right yeah. Now. I mean, at that point, 
Uh, yeah, your bottom half is exposed. You don't care anymore. Yeah. You're just like, get, this get it out. out. Get it Fine, out. whatever. <laughs> right freaking light on my cooch. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. So, and then the pushing part, I don't know if they really taught us in the class where the pushing part is you yeah. push as if you're, you're pooping. A, a yeah. Dump. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did, but then no one really confirmed that. Yeah. yeah. It was like, push, push. And the, the first part of it, I was pushing with my face too much <laughs> like if that meant like your face oh, like, start, yeah stressed, like it was, yeah. i was the pushing the wrong way yeah. i guess you're just like, like no push as if way. you're pooping and with the epidural you don't feel anything so yeah. i don't even know yeah. if i'm pushing the, the right oh, way oh yeah. right um, aren't they supposed to take down an epidural so you can actually start feeling yes so yeah. that was the other thing because i had so many doses of the epidural yeah. at that point i it, the epidural was still going real oh, strong shoot yeah, yeah so I didn't you know start, what I was doing. You yeah. pushing out of your face. I was like, I am pushing. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I'm, I'm like, pushing with pushing. everything I can feel. <laughs> I am pushing. So what, 30 minutes in, the baby was out. Oh my gosh. But I was just like, I am pushing, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> baby came out and... I, I didn't, yeah, go Was it, it easier because uh, she was smaller? I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> can you feel her coming out of you? You feel pressure, a little bit uh, of pressure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not feel, feel. Yeah. I can't even imagine feeling. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because how, how Without much, the epidural, no. How much did she weigh when she, she came out? She came out measuring six pounds, three ounces. So, I mean, not that small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made it seem like she was really small, but six was not that it's crazy. Really Wait, did you have Mikey? Like, like, did you have a preference for like, you don't go down there, don't look down <laughs> there, or like, did you want him to stay near? Yeah, like, what was the conversation with your husband? Um, I didn't mind if he was on either end, but I wanted him towards the head, supporting me Yeah, like next to me. How about you your know? sister? Is it? My sister-in-law was, well, they're on both, both sides okay. of my face (laughs) yeah so both encouraging push yeah it was some crazy times crazy times so baby comes out and i didn't know this because i i was laying in a position where i couldn't really see down that way Mm -hmm. but i found out after that the cord was wrapped around her neck (gasps) oh my god i know so the doctor took the cord out unwrapped her real quick and put her on my chest and i was like my first reaction was so much hair (laughs) she has so much hair and i was like crying obviously you know this whole experience led to this moment and i was like crying and sobbing really hard and then they started wiping her and then they're like her color is not changing and then uh, at that point you're supposed to hear the baby cry you know she let out a little tiny cry at first but the doctor took her back um had mikey cut the cord and she was like, call the NICU people yeah. coming oh, in. Frick. And she was like, call for help, call for help. And in my mind, I'm oh like, my God, that's if not the doctor is screaming out for help, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. like what's going on? So they brought her to whatever, where they put the newborns on that table mm-hmm. thing. And thankfully, I mean, everybody came in and she turned color immediately mm-hmm. and started to cry. And they had a suction and she had a lot of uh, fluids in her chest so they had to do all that and then just traumatizing moment you know just seeing from afar your baby my baby was like away from me I didn't get to really hold her and then they had to take her to NICU right away Mm -hmm. they you know cleaned her up brought her over to me one last time and I got to kiss her before she left so I didn't get that you know initial mother bonding experience in the beginning yeah the skin Mm -hmm. to skin I didn't have that um so that was rough and then ooh, yeah, no, like, yeah i'm getting there too i know <laughs> so mikey was next to you the whole time or was yeah. was he in the nicu like with her he he went back and forth he was recording mm-hmm. like videos and yeah. taking pictures for for of her for me no it's i think this is the first time you're like really talking about it too yeah totally um I can't even imagine what you had, like, to have gone through all of that and then not be able exactly. to just, like, that was the go through it. Yeah, and, I was like, yeah. come on, like, this is my time for her, right. you know, yeah. but I couldn't get to see her. And then on top of that, I had a fever, and oh, no. so you with the fever, yeah. they needed me to be clear 24 hours before I could even go see her. Mm-hmm. So everything had gone okay. Like I would have been able to see her in the NICU within mm-hmm. the same night, but mm-hmm. I couldn't because I had a dang fever. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to wait another 24 hours to get that clear before I could even go see her. So even more of a delay, you know? Yeah. So yeah. So I was where I was at the hospital, they provide this like little live stream 
Okay. So they have a little camera on the baby in the NICU, and I was just watching her yeah. through a camera on a little iPad. Yeah. And then, you know, occasionally Mikey would go down and take a little video yeah. and all that oh. stuff. So I got to see her in that in that way. But yeah, that that was super rough. But after the 24 hours, finally got to go to NICU and go see her. And that was, yeah, it the was moment that, I was waiting for, you know. Yeah. It was that, like, her. your fever passed in 24 hours? Or yeah. It was just... The fever had passed within the first, like, hour. Oh. But because, yeah, I had to be clear. Yeah. They had to check me every few hours. Like, you got to stay clear of the fever before mm-hmm. you can go. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Holy oh shit. <laughs> like, tear it up real fast. Girl. Yeah. But so, it's from mama. It's I, like everything that yeah, you don't want yes, to happen exactly. has happened. And you can't prepare yourself for any of this. You don't hear a lot of stories like this either to prepare yourself for yeah. it. And you're just like, why why me? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Were you did were you reaching out to people during that waiting period, like texting with friends or calling with friends? Yeah. Or... I, I had like a handful of like close friends and family that we had told everything to like mm-hmm. from you know all the stuff in the be- in in the middle and the between so that you know they were supportive and you know praying for us and so only a handful of people knew like what we had gone throughout the whole pregnancy and, and like all this to top it off you know mm-hmm. luckily we have a good support system to get us through everything yeah. so that moment that you held her you're just like do yeah, not finally. ever take her yeah. away from me ever and again it was hard because i'm i'm tired too yeah. you know like oh you haven't not, slept. not yeah mm-hmm. exactly i haven't slept i'm recovering i'm in pain right. still so yeah. like as much as i wanted to be with her forever like in the nicu like yeah. i was exhausted yeah. too yeah. so i was in there for maybe like an hour and then i just immediately i got like this like big old yawn come upon me i'm like I'm so tired. <laughs> I want to be here, but we went back and, and I just slept. And how long was she in the NICU for before you could take her home? Three days. And were you in the hospital? I was, yeah. Well? So I had some antibiotics I needed to take as mm-hmm. well. So I needed a few extra days as well. Yeah. So we both were in there and I didn't want to go home. I was ready a day ahead of her to mm-hmm. go home, mm-hmm. but we stayed an extra day to wait for her because I didn't want to go home empty handed. Yeah, no, yeah. Sure. So yeah. Dang. Oh, oh, the end. (laughs) Sort of. The end of that part. Oh, Oh my gosh. When she was in the NICU, was Mikey allowed to go in this yeah. year while you, yeah. you know, were recovering? Yes, definitely. Okay. And it was hard for him because he was he didn't want to hold her without me being yeah. around. So we both got to hold. We both got held. We both got <laughs> to hold her when I was cleared of my fever. That's good of him too, because he knows that yeah. that's like a shared like a special like experience yeah. that yeah, yeah you both wanted to have. Do you feel like you like love Mikey so much more after that like, oh, whole yeah. experience? Yeah, just, like, definitely. We someone... both just appreciate each other so yeah. much more, you know. Just after all of this, we talk about it. Like, we don't want to ever have to go through that again. Yeah. So we even talk about, like, are we going to have a second baby? Yeah. Do we want to go through the possibility of having to go through this again? I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... I can't think that far right, right. right now. I don't. Right, right now, you don't. <laughs> right now, yeah. I don't. But you know, ask me again in a few years. Season yeah. six, we'll come back <laughs> and talk, talk to you again. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We're taking it one at a time for sure. Now that you have her and she's there with you at home, like, are there still things that are like coming up that you didn't expect? I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's like a whole host of just being a new mom yeah. and like having a baby in your home and all of that. Or are you uh, like, just, I already went through the worst. This is all fine. Yeah. Right? You would yeah. think, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's been she's been a baby. Yeah, typical, typical baby. So you know, after she got cleared, brought her home. She's healthy. She's happy. She's great. You know, after all that, she's she's a good baby. She's, okay. a she's healthy. She's a little warrior. Yeah. We call her. Yeah. But yeah, everything's fine. I mean, they don't teach you how to be a mom, and they don't tell you everything. So right. every night, I'm like googling something at three in the morning like how to put a baby to sleep like I, you should check my history you're like the history. most basic thing yeah. that you're yeah. embarrassed to like show but anyone else the thing else. is I'm not alone you yeah. read yeah. these forums online and there's so many moms asking yeah. what you think is the weirdest stupidest questions they're not right because everyone else is yeah. asking them too yeah. so it feels good to not be alone in that aspect how's like breastfeeding and because I hear that that's like really difficult for for some moms. I don't know if it was you know something that had affected me, but not being able to bond with her in, from the mm-hmm. beginning, 
she was taken straight to the NICU, so they were feeding her formula oh, okay. immediately, and she yeah. was feeding a lot in there. So three days, four, three, four days of not breastfeeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it because you were sick during that time, so they didn't want to yeah. use your... Yeah, and then yeah. she was in the NICU, so it was hard for me to go back and forth to, mm-hmm. to do that. But I was pumping um, and providing whatever I could for her at the time. But when we got home, yeah, breastfeeding has been a struggle. I can't say that I am breastfeeding Mm -hmm. right now. I'm exclusively pumping Mm -hmm. and giving her my breast milk. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's getting my milk. Yeah. And also supplementing with formula. Yeah. Mm. Can't breastfeed. Yeah, it's latching issues. Mm. That's like a whole other topic, breastfeeding. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Like, they tell you breast is best blah 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 like there's so many expectations of mom you know breastfeeding but it's not easy and i've been yeah. hearing like more and more of that too how that's like that's that shouldn't be like the normal you shouldn't like shame moms just yeah, because no, they can't totally. like my, my sister could not she didn't know that she was not providing enough milk yeah. until her baby had to go to the nicu like <sighs> two days after she brought him home and I was there too with them oh and he was just gosh. crying all night and she's like yeah. I don't understand why like why is he crying and I would and they'd be so tired that they would fall asleep in their bed for like five minutes and I would just be like like kind of like shaking him a little like come on yeah, go to yeah, sleep yeah. go to sleep and I'm yeah. like what's going on and then that same night they were like all right I think we need to go and, and see what it was yeah what was happening was that he wasn't latching on well mm-hmm. and he actually wasn't getting fed Dang. enough yeah. so he was crying because he was and she was just like oh I'm a terrible mom like no yeah but like no one tells you that this is like a thing yeah mm-hmm. i think it's is, mostly yeah. in our generation that breastfeeding has become really popularized but like when we were babies like i don't know about your parents but i think i was on formula like our generation breastfeeding was not as like popular yeah. so that's definitely something i feel like that mothers should not be yeah totally. shamed for or i'm glad i'm you know and sharing my story because it it's not easy like yeah, yeah in the beginning like yeah i wanted to breastfeed i, mm-hmm. wanted, I was yeah. so into it and you know in the end it just doesn't work out for yeah. everybody yeah. you know and it's and it's okay that's the right. thing like you got to understand that it's okay you do what's best for you and your baby you know what's best right so. mm-hmm. Dang, I feel like I'm still like reeling from your story of your pregnancy. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm still like a little in shock. And like I, I think for me right now, I just after all you going through your labor story and like not being able to see her, like, are you guys okay now though? Like, is there any like complications like with you or like with the baby? Like um, I, I know there's other struggles like being like a new mom, like, you know, Googling stuff, but like yeah, I guess health wise, are you guys okay? Yeah, I guess that first week was rough, you know, going mm-hmm. home. Cause initially, yeah, I didn't get that bond, so I felt not connecting with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, if only I was able to get that skin-to-skin contact, maybe this could have been better. Maybe I could have breastfed or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know. So somewhat, you know, blaming myself for things not going the way that it should be, Mm quote-unquote, should be, but really there is no right or wrong way, you know. So that was rough, you know, on top of being a new mom, not knowing anything. I'm recovering. Mm -hmm. I'm in pain. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. physical healing because this process for you was Yeah, totally. Physically, emotionally, mentally, everything draining, Yeah, you know. So that first week was rough. Yeah, recovery process was, and I'm still recovering, really. It's only two months ago. Yeah, Yeah. it's been two months. Yeah, I don't know how much, how much detail you want. I want the leaking. The leaking. (laughs) The peeing. Just the period, (laughs) right? Do you wear a pad? Yeah, so the hospital provides you with, you know, mesh underwear and yeah. pads and little, what's it called, like witch hazel pads oh, and stuff. Okay, yeah. hmm. um, oh, to help, to help it heal. Yeah. It's like medication for and, it. Yeah, okay. Like the spray, whatever, for yeah. you to clean yourself when you're using the restroom. So all of that, I used all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have to stitch you up for... I I guess there's different degrees of tearing. Mm-hmm. I tore, they didn't cut or mm-hmm. they didn't yeah my tour i guess it was a third degree tear Oof. which was painful yeah <laughs> i don't know what that is but third degree I mean, three is, uh, there's is, one two and three so pretty soon. it goes to four. Ooh. so four is tearing past your butthole oh, oh my god so it's third like third is how far third the third, yeah third like is to the butthole uh, how I think that happens more often than yeah, we totally. think. Yeah, totally. It does happen. Yeah. And it's better to naturally tear. Yeah, that's mm, what they say. Right. 
But if you can just imagine like the amount of pressure to tear it, yeah, that yeah. just like gives you a vision. Of, Thankfully, like, I didn't feel any yeah, of that. Yeah, right. But all, all I knew was she was doing something down there. Yeah. I was like, what is she doing? And my sister-in-law was like, oh, is she stitching you up? I was like, oh, no, I tore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to burn the baby. But yeah. <laughs> you whatever. Like, I think yeah. my sister, her epidural had just worn off when they were starting <gasps> oh, the stitches. No. Oh. And I remember she was like all like happy and elated no, no, with having no. a baby. And she's just like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, give me more pain medication before you do that. That was another thing. The epidural, that lasted almost another 12 hours. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So my bottom half, I I had to be carried around pretty much. Yeah. Because you can't feel your leg. Yeah. Yeah. So that thing lasted forever. And I was like, is this supposed to wear off anytime soon? (laughs) This is going to be forever. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't didn't feel the whole stitching part. But, oh, man, it was rough. But the scary part also after giving birth was going number two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to poop. I haven't pooped since Sunday. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. now Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And I was like, I haven't pooped. I'm going to have a big one and it's going to be painful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but no. they give you like stool softener and stuff like that. So thankfully my first post-birthing poop was okay. Is that, <laughs> a, thing? Is that a thing? Do people I, talk about that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If that's okay. We should we talk, talk about it now. Because <laughs> I'm like vision poop. like women that like tear to their butthole and now they have to poop after the stitching. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah, constipated. Oh my God. I would almost prefer like a tube up to get my poop out. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. Just that point. give me an enema or something. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine, but I was very scared, but it can't. I was like, I was sitting on the toilet and then I was like, oh, I already went. <laughs> <laughs> that was a soft one. It was good. <laughs> Are there any kind of like remedies that you're using to help your body heal? Do I have any? No, nothing that they don't tell you to do, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing, like, yeah, what, what they, they give you and provide you, the little pads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, naturally, it'll heal on its own. You can't really do anything to speed to speed the process, <laughs> right. unfortunately. But it takes time, and I'm maybe, like, 80% healed. Wow. So, that's, so. so, like, how long of a time period does it take for, for it to, like, usually all heal up? Like, all the mm-hmm. stitching? Stitching, like I think, about, like, six weeks or so. Okay. okay. Yeah. And that they say like just dissolves like the stitches. Oh yeah, it's dissolves. Yeah, like, where you gotta so pull you that out. Yeah, they okay. <laughs> dissolve. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. they have it dissolves. Weird. I Do know. you check and like? I have look, not grab a mirror. <laughs> no, you know what? I have not looked down there. Yeah, forever. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. you're gonna go. I didn't want to see what it looked like post yeah birth either. I was like, oh no, just just let it be. Good. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna go home today, grab a mirror, and just stand <laughs> over it. Like, Agent Boss Girl has made me think about what my stitching looks like right now. It's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. As long as it feels fine, then I'm okay. Does yeah, Mikey yeah. look at it? <laughs> no. no. She's probably like, uh, you stay away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking. I would feel like that too. Yeah. Oh my God. That has not come up at all. <laughs> Far from any type of conversation we've had. Check my stitching. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to scare anybody from no, having a baby. No, no, no. I think you what's know. good is that it's like other women who are going through something yes. maybe at the same time, it, yes. but maybe something different. They're yes. like, oh, yeah, like I feel like my thing is abnormal. Like she feels like her thing was yeah, abnormal. So true. we're all in this sort of together. Yeah. You know? I feel like I've actually heard a lot of just things that totally depart from this like fantasy yeah, of the yeah. experience. So you sharing that, I know there's going to be a lot of women that. So after all that, yeah. we're <laughs> great now. Baby's great. She's the cutest thing in the world. And- I know she's just I think every mom just thinks their baby is like the cutest thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but no, my baby yeah. is the cutest <laughs> Your baby is cute. Super cute. What is the best part about being a mom? Like no matter how bad your day is going, no matter like all the crazy stuff that's happening, like you just look at your baby and the baby smiles back at you. It's like the best feeling in the world. And, like, you just kind of forget about everything mm-hmm. for that one second. And, like, you just made it all worth it in the end, you know? More tears. What's, like, unexpected thing about being a mom that you didn't really anticipate? How much your motherly instincts just kind of kick in when you have a baby. Yeah, you're, you're never ready to become a mom. Mm-hmm. But when you have a baby, you're just, like, naturally, like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Baby's this. You know, like, you know your baby ins and outs. Like, you're like... 
oh, I could do this. I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. Well, you take it minute by minute. Yeah. And every minute something else happens. You're exactly. Like, ah. <laughs> Everything's different. It's, yeah. You can't, there's no, yeah, like I, I've been saying, it, there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything's very, you go with the flow. There's no routine. Mm-hmm. You can't, yeah. Every day is different and you learn something new every day. And then you have your, your parents are close by? Yeah. Both our parents are close by. His family, my family. Yeah. Everybody's been really helpful. How has having a baby influenced how you see Mikey? Like, has it, how has it? Has your love grown deeper or like you're seeing a different side of him now, right? Yeah, totally. You see, I mean, even prior to having her, I was just like, oh, I can only picture them growing up together, her being a daddy's girl, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So definitely like, you know, when they're, when it's just them two, you just kind of like take a look and you're like, oh, that's so freaking cute. You know, like, ah. That's like, really nice to see him as like a hot dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a hot dad. Yeah, you're gonna make it on on that. Uh, what's it Disneyland? called? Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> we we'll make it. We'll make it there one day. Kathy, thank you so much for being here with us today. I think hearing your story does also give just a lot of awareness that like being a mom, going through pregnancy, it's a lot more difficult and people go through abnormal things, right? Mm -hmm. That you think it's only, it's like because of you or whatever, but I think everyone goes through this at the same time. So you being vulnerable here today and just sharing your story, that's so immensely significant to so many people, including us as like Mm -hmm. future moms too. That makes us feel like whatever we go through, it's like, it's okay. Like you're gonna, like now you're at the other side and you're like so happy. You have this like cute ass little girl, like (laughs) growing up. It's, It's incredible to see that journey and yeah. where you are now yeah. so thank, thank you guys for, for this that. platform to share the stories and i guess from here you still are pursuing like your youtube stuff and you're still trying to like balance your job and you have a kid now yeah. and being a, like a wife and that's so many different like hats that you have yeah. to fill is there anything just, can you just share? one hat bigger than all the rest right of <laughs> one hat's more important than yeah. everything else <laughs> is there anything you can share with us about kind of thinking ahead of how are your plans with like returning to work return or balancing with youtube or maybe not, you haven't thought that far ahead yet. Step one has just been kind of... Well, I do start back at work in January, so I'm dreading that. Aww. But um, we're already starting to plan our first trip with the baby. Oh. So we're itching to travel because prior to the baby, we were traveling a lot. So yeah. that's, you know, the next step is to plan a, a, a Hawaii trip next oh. year with oh. her. That's, that's so And then cute. hopefully record and start vlogging, you know, incorporating baby. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That's the next step. <laughs> what, what do you call it? tiny, tiny, tiny little big, little big? <laughs> Hashtag so cute. I know, <laughs> so, so cute. Feel really attached to Isla because, like, hearing your story, it's like, how can I not be? Yeah. You know, after the struggle yeah. you went through. So I'll be following on Insta. <laughs> yeah, baby Isla. Thanks, guys. So she appreciates could- it. <laughs> <laughs> and so just for our listeners, maybe if you could um, repeat what your what your handles are on social and where we can find you. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not really active on all the other ones but the most active one i guess you could say is um instagram and that's ye it's kathy ye y-e-e it's i-t-s kathy with c-c-a-t-h-y ye <laughs> <Yeet>, it's kathy <laughs> and then you also have a youtube which is not very active is there like a handle on that i don't even know you could just search my name little c dog little c dog little c dog it's still little c dog i don't know if i changed it that's so cute it's still little c dog d-a-w-g d-a-w-g yeah little c dog Thanks again to Kathy for sharing her wonderful story with us. If you guys have any stories around your pregnancy experiences or labor or being a new mom, please uh, email them to us at asianbossgirl at gmail.com. We'll make sure to send those to Kathy as well so yes, she could read. Yes, please. Yeah. I would love to read everybody's experiences. And if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please leave a baby emoji on our <laughs> recent Instagram post. And you can find us on Asian Boss Girl on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are also on iTunes, Spotify, and all of your podcasting platforms. So leave us a rating and a comment, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye! Bye.